I didn't really know any different. Uh, obviously, a lot of our friends and people that I went to school with and everything, they did eat meat, but it was just never a part of mm -hmm. anything that we ever did. That was Kathy Jensen, a former Chat and Chew More Plants volunteer who grew up in the Seventh-day Adventist home. Her family followed the diet and lifestyle patterns of one of the Blue Zones, the Blue Zones in Loma Linda, California. Welcome to the Chat and Chew More Plants podcast. I'm your host, Kathy. So, what are Blue Zones? Well, these are places in the world that National Geographic explorer Dan Butner discovered. Not only do they have high concentrations of individuals over 100 years of age, but they also grow old without health problems like heart disease, obesity, cancer, diabetes, all those elements that make old age a dreaded time in our lives. Butner has just released a documentary about the five Blue Zones, and he's identified a new one he's found. He called it Blue Zones 2.0. You might want to check out that Netflix documentary. The Blue Zones, they are all over the world. There's Sardinia, Italy, Okinawa, Japan, Nicoya Peninsula, which is in Costa Rica, Icaria, Greece, Loma Linda, California. Now, the Loma Linda, California has a large population of Seventh-day Adventists who live 10 years longer than the rest of us in the United States. And most importantly, they live healthfully. So let's listen to Kathy tell us about what it was like to follow a Seventh-day Adventist diet and lifestyle. I grew up overseas. My parents were missionaries for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, and um, we grew up eating plant-based all of our lives. Um, had rice and beans, uh, actually most days of the week. It just was part of where we lived and the diet that we consumed. Um, and so honestly, I didn't really know any different. Uh, obviously, a lot of our friends and people that I went to school with and everything, they did eat meat, but it was just never a part of mm -hmm. anything that we ever did. Mm -hmm. So um, it, was, it was just life. It was mm -hmm. just normal. And then you uh, come. You began to understand that what you did normally was kind of unique and special when you learned about the blue zones and the long-lived populations. That's true. And mm -hmm. what was that like when you found that out? Well, I knew that they were doing a study because mm -hmm. actually my mom was part of one of the studies that she kept getting for years. Uh, some. Thing that she would fill out some questionnaires and how many times she'd been to the doctor, et cetera, et cetera. But I never put the two together as it being part of the blue zones until I met you. And uh, I knew that it was something out there and that there had been some studies, but I just did not realize the the importance of what Seventh Day Adventists were bringing to the world. Actually, as far as how we eat um, and and not just how we eat, but how we live. It's kind of a uh, way of life that I didn't realize really was that unique because mm -hmm. that's just the way we've always been. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when when you were beginning to learn about it, you said, you know, we do that. 
Yeah. <laughs> we, we have strong social. <laughs> it's true, we do. And Socially I didn't think about it. You heard Kathy mention that her lifestyle was more than just plant-based diet. Well, Jeff Novick, he's a nationally recognized registered dietitian. Years ago, he shared with us the important research on the attributes that they found in the first three blue zones. They were plant-based diet with legumes or beans, constant moderate activity, no smoking, and social engagement. Seventh-day Adventists eat a plant-based diet with legumes, but they also have strong social engagement, as well as activity built into their lifestyle. Let's listen as Kathy explains. After church on Saturday, we often would go outside and go on a walk or go on a bike ride or just spend time together um, Friday evenings. And even when we grew up, it was Saturday afternoon. We were doing stuff together. Saturday night, they would have a big social. And we would, I still have fond memories of being outside and hanging out with all the big group of people and just having a great time. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is definitely part of the, the social aspect um, of the lifestyle. And did, at these social times, were you eating the foods? No, or? no, not really. Mm -hmm. We weren't eating. Mm -hmm. It was just time to be together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you do things that are together. Yes, yes. Uh, it does tend to me like lunches, usually Saturday lunches, we'll, we'll always have people over mm -hmm. or go to other people's homes. Mm -hmm. um, currently mm -hmm. now on Friday evenings, I'll have people over and we'll, mm -hmm. we'll eat, you know, we'll have plant-based food. We mm -hmm. just eat together mm -hmm. and... Um, just part of what we do. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, there's a big change happening with all of the uh, blue zones, all the long-lived populations in the world. It's changing. And one example is Okinawa, which we've been learning mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. And um, they're worse off now than they were uh, before, in that before they lived a long time, and they lived in their 90s and 100. And now, if you're 60 and under, you you have more chronic disease than we do here in the United States. And so there's a big change in all of them except for Loma Linda and the, and the Seventh-day Adventists. What would you add to, the, um, to that discussion of why is that happening? I think that, to I think of a couple of reasons. First of all, we were never a part of the culture. <laughs> shall I say. In other words, mm -hmm. we grew, Seventh-day Adventists have been here for well, several hundred years, mm -hmm. and so they have always been uh, a part of the United States. When the McDonald's came up, it didn't change anything. In mm -hmm. other words, we it's not based upon what's happening around us. It's based mm -hmm. upon what um, we feel the Bible shares and talks mm -hmm. about eating healthy, and mm -hmm. that that's the, we're the temple, and we need to be, be this is the body we've been given, so we need to take care of it. So it's based on those principles, not on the outer effects of what's going on. Uh, so I think that's probably the main reason. And I will say that, honestly, I mean, if you were to study seven, every single Seventh-day Adventist, I think you would see that there has been some change, mm -hmm. that even those that were beforehand were a lot more, maybe, shall I say, strict. Mm -hmm. Now they are not as much, because it's not necessarily an essence of our faith. I mean, we talk about it, mm -hmm. but it's not like you have to be a vegetarian, you mm -hmm. have to be plant-based. That's not it. It's the principle of our bodies are important and our mind is important and 
we just need to take care of it. And so, you know, I think it just depends on who you talk to. But in general, as studies are showing, mm-hmm. because we're not necessarily influenced by changes in the culture, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably why. Mm-hmm. And I think the social and the and um, the the fact that we are um, it, it's incorporated in everything we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those things aren't going away. No, no. Mm-mm. And so the diet is It's just part too. of that. Mm-hmm. So as a group, even though we know that not every Seventh-day Adventist is following what your uh, religious teachings say, and that's why it's so good to study the Seventh-day Adventists, mm. because there's three distinct groups, mm-hmm. some who do eat meat, and uh, some who eat dairy mm-hmm. and plants, and some who eat none. Mm-hmm. So they've, that's one reason why you've been studied, even before mm-hmm. they looked at longevity. But um, so, so the ones who are living longer, are continuing to live longer, still have good health outcomes. Well, what about your own family? Well, um, my father was, I want to say, third or fourth generation vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I, I grew up that way, too, as well as my brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I married my husband, who grew up eating meat. And I told him if he wanted to get meat, he'd have to go to the <laughs> a restaurant to find it, because I wouldn't know what to do with it. Uh, but he ate it just every now and then, and now he really doesn't eat it. If he's in a pinch or someplace that he, but it's not part of our diet at all. Uh-huh. And we have three children, and all three of my kids are vegetarian, uh, plant-based. I think they have tried meat um, at times, but in general, I'd say 99.9% of their diet is, is plant-based. Mm-hmm. Um, now my brother is also vegetarian, and um, mm-hmm. he and his wife have raised their three kids, and they're all vegetarian, so mm-hmm. you can see how they get, that's what, what they're used to. So Kathy, and now her own family, are continuing the dietary and lifestyle patterns that have made a difference for the Seventh-day Adventist population. Chat and Chew also interviewed Dan Butner after he published one of his cookbooks, The Blue Zone's American Kitchen. In this book, he shares recipes from groups in the United States who are examples of plant-based eating in our own country's history. During the interview, Dan told us what he thought helped the most with healthy longevity. Let's listen to Dan. We have found populations that are not dying of diabetes, heart disease, cancer, and dementia, anywhere near the rates we are. And the the majority of the reason they're living so much longer is they're eating a whole food plant-based diet, as I outlined in this Blue Zones American Kitchen. Uh, A meta-analysis, again, my work is in causative. I can't draw, I can't say do this and for sure that will happen. But I, I can say these populations have eaten this way and they've lived a long time. So that's when I make the statement that this book can add 10 years, uh, we know this dietary pattern has occasioned um, people living in an extra decades in five different continents. So we're pretty sure it'll work for you. If you're interested in learning more about the Blue Zones, check out our YouTube channel and tour the Blue Zones playlist. 
On that playlist, we've grouped together Dan Butner's complete interview, as well as interviews about other blue zones like Ikaria, Greece, Okinawa, Japan. Plus, we did a Zoom with Dr. Pekka Puska in Finland. Now, Dr. Puska worked in his country to lower the highest in the world heart disease rate in North Korea. Through his systematic efforts, he was able to lower the heart disease rate 80% where it remains. Butner wrote in one of his books that Puska's work was a model of how to make a blue zones, which Butner has done now in cities and states throughout the U.S. So below is our YouTube channel link, as well as a link to Dan Butner's Netflix documentary on the Blue Zones. If you want to hear more of these podcasts, subscribe to our channel through Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast hosting platform. If you need help on how to subscribe, check out the podcast user guide in the show notes below. Thank you for listening, and don't forget, eat more plants.